This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon. The weather is becoming spectacular today, just like you've heard on the news. But you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95, the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Yes, indeed. It is a beautiful day, Omnia. Now, the weather is sunny and it's breezy. And it's cool, and I love the weather. But uh, I mean, you know what else I love? I love being anti-bullying. I yes. hate bullies, and uh, <laughs> they need to be taught a lesson. But virtual workshops in the UAE are going to teach children on how to deal with bullies. Yes, indeed. We can only fight bullies when we're well-equipped with tools to do so. But coming up on Future Talk as well, internationally, China is pushing for QR code-based travel system. Mm -hmm. So that means we could become one step closer to traveling in the age of coronavirus without having a single point of fear. And this is exactly what China is working towards with its QR codes. Yes, indeed. A lot of people were opting for this, that China will push for a QR code to kind of uh, ease the travel because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you want to make $1 million dollars per day, (laughs) well, me and Omnia have the chance for you to win that because Snapchat is going to have a spotlight which will pay users $1 million a day for viral hits. So if you make something that is a hit, (laughs) let's say, for example, you make a funny video, you will get paid a million dollars. Well, will that lure TikTokers to start using Snapchat again? That's definitely something we're going to be discussing. But coming up on Future Talk as well, cybersecurity is the topic of today because today actually happens to be the United Nations Women Domestic Violence Awareness Day. So that means we're raising awareness against people using stockware against both genders so we're going to be discussing what is stockware software and how it could be installed on your device without you even knowing joining us today will be head of technical experts at kaspersky right here in the middle east mr imad hafad who will be joining us to tell us more about this topic so it's definitely going to be one packed show yes indeed very excited to talk with imad as we did have him on the show a couple of months ago But we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we got everything that's happening right here in the UAE and to all the way to China, only here on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, when you're connected to the world, you're open to a lot of things. And especially as a child using the internet, you do have access to literally anyone on planet Earth. Now, virtual workshops in the UAE are going to teach children on how to deal with bullies, whether it's online or even offline. And this is a subject that I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. I'm anti-bullying. I do not like bullies. And I don't like making fun of other people on the internet or in real life. As the saying does go, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. But we all do know the fact, as we are older now, 
That words do hurt. <laughs> yes, indeed. And they definitely leave a lifelong impact on someone. You might come across someone who said something mean to you as a child, and you still carry it within you even if you're 30 or 40 years old. And this is exactly why the UAE has definitely put a lot of efforts to try and put an end to cyberbullying. Because as you mentioned, Hani, especially online, a lot of children find it a lot easier to bully others. And even though we tend to associate bullying with being in school physically, it is still happening happening even through distance learning. Therefore, 12 virtual workshops and online sessions that are targeting about 1,082 children, young adults and parents are currently being organized by the Child Safety Department. And this is all happening as an effort done by the Supreme Council for Family Affairs in Sharjah during the UAE's fourth National Bullying Prevention Week. I love that we have a whole week to prevent bullying right here in the UAE. Yes, cyberbullying is uh, is very big right now in the world. And we've talked about it countless times on the show about how cyberbullying, and it can even go to the extent of taking lives. It doesn't even uh, kind of categorize only to children or adolescents, even to adults. Now, the workshops are held in cooperation with the Telecommunications Regulatory Authority, TRA, and the Ministry of Education to shed light on the negative impact of bullying on children and their future. Now, kind of telling about bullying in general, yeah. uh, even if someone said something to you as a statement, hey, you didn't look good today, for example, this could kind of maybe stick with you two years, three years down the line. If you want to wear a certain piece of clothing, it would. but you remember that, hey, Mohammed three years ago said that didn't look good on me. Right. So this was even even a bully. It was just a, a, a comment that hit you hard. So imagine if someone was bullying you and telling you offensive words, how it could stick to someone for years and years and years and years. And we do see it. There is research that does show that words stick to people 20, 30 years down the line. I've seen on the Internet, I've seen in real life how how bullying does affect someone and mental and emotional abuse will affect a person to, to the extent where 40, 50 years down the line, whatever that person said when they were 10, 11, 12 years old will stick with them. So it's very important to educate our children right now that, hey, listen, here's how you deal with bullies and why are bullies bullying you and here's what to do. Absolutely. And this is exactly why it is a great effort done by the UAE to raise awareness on bullying but more particularly cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. So these webinars, panel discussions, and virtual workshops will equip all those children with certain tools that they can do mentally and physically to try and fight off all those bullies in a way that does not deem uh, unproductive. Mm-hmm. So six different workshops will be held on cyberbullying for students at different private schools in the Emirate of Sharjah, as well as the rest of the UAE. And it's basically targeting children between the ages 6 and 17 years mm-hmm. old. There is one workshop that will be held at Al Husun Nursery students that will be targeting students that are a bit younger, aged four to five years old. You'd be surprised, Tanya, at how young kids start suffering from bullying. Uh, suffering from bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is exactly why a lot of cyber safety ambassador members such as Jamila Azzaabi, Salma Atunaji, and Batul Al Tamimi uh, are all going to be organizing different workshops to target those children and to equip them with all the tools that they need to put an end to cyberbullying. Yes, indeed. That's very important. Or to put, I don't even think that we'll go to a time where cyberbullying will end because there's a lot of cowards online who will use the online platforms to voice an opinion. They would never voice it in real life because obviously if you say something in real life, there is consequences. And now thankfully in the UAE, if you say something that is offensive 
online, you will be facing the consequences, whether it's a court, whether it's a fine or whatever, because right here in the UAE, thankfully, the wise leadership here it tackles every problem that could hurt the community. 100%, and even if it's online. Even if it's online. So people who want to break the rules aren't safe offline or online. 100%. But let's move on to talk a little bit about the dream of many people right now at the moment. The dream that has slowly been returning back to reality, but not the full reality yet. China is pushing for a QR code based global travel system. So that basically means QR codes may just be opening up the doors for international travel to feel a lot more normal again. Yes, indeed. Now, the president of China has called for a global mechanism that would use QR codes to open up international travel. Now, a lot of people do want to travel. And unfortunately, the airline industry has took a big hit on their finances as a lot of people did not travel or a lot yeah. of people were not using airliners in general. Now, these codes will be used to establish a traveler's health status. But a lot of human rights advocates are saying that the codes could be used for a broader political monitoring and exclusion, mm. which uh, I mean, you, it's coming there's out of China, point, yeah. so there's a there, it does sometimes raise that question mark. But the president did make these comments at the G20 summit, which is an online meeting of heads of state from the world's 20 largest economies, which was hosted by Saudi Arabia over the weekend in Riyadh. Yes, indeed. Now, he did announce that these codes would be used to recognize health certificates based on the nucleic acid test results. He didn't go further into details about how the travel scheme might work or how closely it would be modeled on China's QR code apps, which have been used previously at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic to help contain the virus on the mainland. Mm -hmm. Now, the QR codes are basically barcodes that can be read by using your mobile phone, mm -hmm. just like you would go to a grocery store and find all of those different barcodes that would signal that this is the item that you're purchasing. This would be the similar situation, except this is happening with our health. Yes, indeed. Now, well, I don't feel it's a big of a problem as already. If you want to travel anywhere in the world, you'll, you're going to need a PCR test or a yeah. some countries are even opting for a DPI test, which is with the blood. And, Have you seen uh, the saliva test? And there is a saliva test yeah. as well. So you already do need a, a, a negative result to travel. Mm. It just has that you have basically a passport that in your phone, which is the QR code, that does show you don't need a paper, you don't need anything. It's in the system that, hey, I'm negative. So I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. But, you know, some people want to make a big deal out of everything. <laughs> but, uh, but we've also seen China uh, attach a lot more to those QR yeah, codes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have a point. China does attach a yeah. lot. And uh, I mean, but at this point in time, we did see China in the beginning of the pandemic was the hardest hit country. And it did originate in mainland China. So we do kind of have to see that because of these circumstances, that's why China acted the way it did. But uh, for the human rights advocates, I think uh, you should calm your horses a little bit. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Yes, indeed. Let us know your thoughts. 4215, do it to or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Would you be fine with having a QR code if that means you will resume international travel with a lot yes. less corona cases? I would in a heartbeat. Yes, it'd be safer not only for you, but for the people around you. So uh, if it's safer and it's better, it's quicker and you can travel, why not? Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215.slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back... When we come back, we're talking all about Snapchat Spotlight, paying users $1 million for viral hits. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95.
Watch out, TikTok, because we have a rival for you. <laughs> a rival for viral videos. Yes, indeed. Now, Snapchat is going to pay users $1 million a day for viral hits. Now, it is trying to compete with TikTok on viral videos. And we do know that TikTok did create a platform, which is the creator's platform, where creators can get paid for their viral hits. And you can get paid up to $1 million a day and would run until at least the end of the year if you get a viral hit. Well, this is definitely going to be luring a lot of TikTokers to my, maybe, maybe just try out Snapchat instead of posting their content on TikTok. Now, this new spotlight feature will basically be using an algorithm that will recommend the most engaging posts that you should go ahead and watch based on what you're interested in. So it's very much like Instagram's trending page or yes. Twitter's trending page, Instagram's search field where mm -hmm. you'll basically find all the posts that you're interested in but that also pop up pretty frequently the one million a day payment would run as you've mentioned Hani, at least until the end of the year but if it ends up being successful it could potentially continue up until 2021 yes indeed but there's a little bit of guidelines before you yes. jump on and start taking crazy videos <laughs> now users do have to be 16 or over to be paid and they have to obey a host of rules around copyright sponsorship and other things that are related to uh, prohibited content. To prohibited content, and uh, the company does say it will moderate the feed for violations. And for anyone who is attempting to break the algorithm or kind of know what are they doing to kind of uh, catch whether or not you're trying to make a video viral. Hundred percent. And the videos do have to be submitted to the scheme to be able to become eligible for the earnings that Snapchat is providing. Now, how much a video makes for its owner will depend on a very complicated formula, but it does include how many views the video has. Yes. Snapchat, though, did not announce how many people the $1 million a day will be split between or what the maximum individual earnings might be. So let's say Hani and I go ahead and create a video together. Does that mean we each get a $1 million or does that mean we have to split it in between both of us? Who knows? But uh, ladies and gentlemen, what also we can put into mind is that over 250 million people use Snapchat and I am one of them. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you opt to make a million dollars a day <laughs> from Snapchat? We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about cybersecurity. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hany Balkis. Stalkerware software is the topic of today, and we all tend to hear about stories of people having softwares on their devices that are posing a big threat on their privacy, tracking all of their movements without them even knowing. And this is exactly why today we're going to be discussing all of this with a cybersecurity expert. More specifically, coming right out of Kaspersky, he is a regular on Future Talk. Imad Haffad is joining us today, and he's going to be telling us all about what we need to do to tackle all of those uh, stalkerware software, but also how are they even present on our phones without even noticing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Imad. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you back on the show, Imad. Now, let's talk about what is stalkerware software because not a lot of people know what it is and how is it installed on devices without the knowledge of the users. Sure. Uh, stalkerware, first of all, is um, technically a, a monitoring or a uh, what you can call a spyware. Mm. It has the ability to uh, uh, virtually 
track any every any activity on the mobile device being mm. from the uh, using the um, uh, keyboard or the keystrokes on the on the mobile uh, to uh, have access to log calls sms messages mm. uh, read files and photos uh, gps location mm. really anything that is on the mobile phone could be accessed by these uh, uh, applications and then obviously sent over to the uh, operator of the um, uh, the, the, the application mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of us may be wondering what risk does such software actually pose on the privacy of us as users? Well, first of all, these apps are extremely intrusive. Mm. So uh, they are created to uh, have access to a lot of information on the mm. uh, mobile device or even the computer, really. And also, they are created to be um, stealthy. So it's mm. extremely hard to spot and find uh, the uh, such an application on the mm. uh, mm. mobile device. Mm. Now, obviously, because it has access to all the information, uh, more or less, of, of on the uh, mobile device, it obviously uh, invade the, the the privacy of the user and then uh, make them uh, vulnerable and uh, completely exposed to the operator of the mm. uh, uh, application. Mm. Uh, probably the biggest. Uh, risk uh, to, to privacy using uh, uh, StockAway is the fact that the user, in most cases at least, users mm. are not aware of the uh, fact that they their device is infected with such uh, application and their activities is being uh, monitored. Mm. And this is exactly why uh, I mean we started the uh, uh, I mean we were Kaspersky was a founding partner in the coalition against uh, StockAway mm. to raise the awareness among people, people of the fact. Uh, of uh, this new piece of application. Now, Ahmed, not a lot of people are actually familiar that you could have stalkerware and viruses and hacks on your phone. Now, when we talk about a virus, the, the first thing that automatically comes to your head is that your computer is infected with a virus. Someone is hacking into your computer. Yeah. And not many people are up to safety and security when it does come to their mobile phones. So, when it comes into the play of mobile phones and being secure with your mobile phones, what can the average user do to keep themselves safe? Right, so we can of course use the general um, guidance or uh, mm. advice to protect the uh, mobile phone or really any digital uh, electronic device. Mm-hmm. Like uh, lock the device with a strong hard to be guessed uh, uh, password <laughs> make sure the uh, applications installed on the mobile coming from the official store of the mobile yeah. uh, vendor. Don't install unknown uh, application or applications from unknown sources. Mm. Um, using a uh, protection piece of software on the mobile device would help uh, a lot. Ours, for example, yeah, yeah, uh, the existence of anything that. Uh, uh, could have any uh, stock away like uh, uh, activity, and then warn the user of the existence of existence of this uh, such application. So, being uh, b- b- vigilant in, in general and being yes. uh, 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 careful with how and what you use on on the mobile device is generally a good advice. Mm-hmm. Now, with the stock away in particular, uh, users would need to be careful with. Uh, other aspects that are related specifically probably to StockAway. Mm. Like uh, being careful who has access to their mobile phone mm. because sadly StockAway are used mostly in uh, domestic violence cases, uh, women and children abuse cases. So we could expect in many cases that the um, the stalker or the um, 
the abuser, someone who is close to the victim, probably lives with them. Maybe they do have the ability to get physical access to the device. And then mm. consequently, they will be able to install such an application on the uh, mobile device. That's definitely an interesting point mm. to mention because a lot of us sem sometimes, you know, give our passwords to our spouses yes. or our loved ones without Fake. necessarily taking into consideration the drawbacks of it. Yes, even best friends as well. A lot of best friends, they know each other's passwords. Now, uh, for the normal person, it's fine. My, he's my best friend. She's my best friend. And uh, it does pose a risk because you don't know what someone's intentions are. 100%. Um, another question that comes to mind, Daimad, is we've talked about not downloading third-party applications from unknown sources. But what about the apps that are already on our phones? We've, we hear a lot of stories about hackers accessing our webcams, a lot of people actually using social media platforms to spy on others. So is that an, another form of stalkerware software or we can say like a method of people that they use to sure. track others? Absolutely. Because uh, as you rightly said, StockAway isn't just the uh, uh, a piece of software, an application. Uh, yeah. It could be anything that uh, might be used to abuse the victim. Mm. Uh, this could be a setting, setting in the operating system, something that usually uh, used for um, uh, legitimate purposes, but in the context, within that context, it's being used as a StockAway. So the uh, abuser again trying to get the upper hand in the relationship, trying to unveil uh, um, uh, or uh, get their hands on uh, private information, maybe secrets, anything that uh, the, the user don't want to share with, with, with anyone. Mm. So it doesn't have to be a stock away as an application. Of course, the biggest threat comes from the, the apps because usually they uh, would uh, get the, the, the access to the data and the other applications on the mobile phone. But it could be something as um, a uh, one of the settings of the, the operating system, um, a capability within another application which was mm. abused by a hacker or a third party to get some certain information about the user. Mm -hmm, 100%. And we've definitely seen a lot of cases of cyber stalking. About 515 were detected in the GCC country just uh, up until this year of January 2020, so or since January 2020. So let us know if you have actually experienced this in any way, shape or form. Have you seen uh, your social media platforms being used to stalk you? Or have you heard of the story of a loved one? We'd love to discuss them on air anonymously. Yes. So share in your thoughts with us at 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Also, if you have any questions for Imad Haffar, he will happily answer them. But coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be discussing a different form of using stalkerware since it could also be used in the relationship that parents have with their children. And I have a story for that, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. So keep Pulse95 locked because we'll be right back. This is Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Today we're talking all about stalkerware software, the form of software that can pose privacy on or pose a risk on our privacy as users. And it's basically any application that could be tracking us without us even knowing. Now, before the break, we were talking all about using stalkerware software to spy on women, for women to spy on men, and basically in marriages. But stalkerware software can also sometimes yes. deem to be benefit when it comes to a parent's relationship with his child <laughs> yes now for the record this isn't my story but around 10 years ago my friend and i would always be in his car he just had his uh, driver's license 
And uh, his dad would always call us and say, hey, where are you? Oh, we just finished having dinner. Oh, yeah, how was the dinner at McDonald's? And we'd be like, how does he always know? We're, we're all the way in charge. How does he know where we're at? Yeah. So turns out over after a couple of years, he, he, he kind of confesses. He said, I had a phone in the spare tire of the car and I would always track you guys with GPS location. It is crazy. So, so that, that was 10 years ago. Now technology has changed in 10 years. And now he doesn't even need to stick a phone to the tire. All anymore. you have to do is stick an app on the phone. Quite literally. And this is exactly why today we are joined by head of technical experts at Kaspersky, Mr. Imad Hafar. Thank you so much for joining us, Imad. Thank you for having me. Uh, Imad, as you heard from Hani, we, this is just like a snippet of many stories that we hear about parents using soccer being wear, overprotective, being yes. overprotective, not trusting their children, but also the children sometimes don't give them a reason to trust them. Mm. Um, and we've seen a lot of parents using soccer wear software to basically track where their child is at. Does using such software pose any threat on the child's security and on the entire household's information? Well, look, uh, to, to be honest, this is probably the most controversial part when it comes to <laughs> stalkerware and the uh, monitoring application uh, uh, as a whole. Because uh, to many, let's, let's, let's just say it, parents, for example, yeah. uh, being able to uh, monitor what their kids are doing with their phone, where their whereabouts and, and, and everything else is very needed to protect and maintain the safety of their uh, children. Mm. Many organizations or companies would also argue that they are monitoring their employees during business hours to ensure their productivity, mm. etc., etc. Now, the difference between having that application as a monitoring application for a legitimate use and converting it into a stalkerware is very thin, if it exists at all. Mm. Uh, because the very exact tools that we can use to monitor kids can be used also to abuse children, to abuse women, and 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 so on. Um, the uh, the common thing among all these apps is that they definitely invade the privacy uh, of the user uh, um, um, extremely, beyond uh, in many cases mm. their knowledge. Mm. And probably this is also the alarming part of it because. If the user was aware that they are being monitored, uh, certain information is being collected from their devices, at least they have a chance to um, make a cons conscious decision and do whatever they want to do on the device. But if they are completely unaware of the fact that they are being monitored, this is a completely different um, uh, story. And there is another uh, consideration, parents and uh, anyone who uses this, these, these apps have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Because these apps collect so much information, intimate, sensitive information about the users, and these information are stored mm -hmm. somewhere or, or on the internet, there there is always a chance that this information might be um, mm -hmm. leaked, hacked, mm -hmm. or the vendor, the operator of the uh, the vendor, let me say, of the <laughs> yes. the, the app, yeah. is uh, uh, suffers from a security breach, and then the information of the family, the kids, employees, etc., mm -hmm. is all exposed mm -hmm. on the internet. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be careful, not only um, at the moment, who has access to the data, maybe only the parents, but even the future, mm -hmm. who could have access to that data, how long that data will be stored, and all the possible Scenarios. Scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Imad, a lot of people do comment when they talk about stalkerware or viruses that do happen on the phone. 
a lot of people think that this only happens to Android devices. Yeah. It would never happen to people who use iOS, the iPhone. What do you have to say yeah. about that? Well, look, to be, um, <laughs> to be fair, it yes. happens to all devices. Yes. Uh, of course, with different um, uh, impact, with different uh, level of intrusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have seen uh, apps uh, uh, installed on iOS devices that gives this kind of, of, of access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Apple and iOS are very strict when it comes to the uh, uh, level of access one app has over the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nevertheless, that doesn't mean that they are 100% immune. Uh, obviously, the, the, the biggest part we, we see is on uh, Android devices. Mm. Uh, but as I said earlier, we, we have also to remember that it may not necessarily be a piece of software. It could be some of the operating systems, mm. yes. some of the services that the operating system is using that's being abused or misconfigured to give the um, abuser uh, the, uh, the access to, to, to that part. Mm. Absolutely. And this is exactly where the skill between every user and the other actually comes to life. Because if a hacker really has his own tactics around it, you may not never even know that there's an actual app because he's using another app or using the operating software itself. Ahmad, I think after all the risks that we've Mm. discussed, all the scenarios, everyone is waiting to know what can they do and how can they find out if they have stalkerware installed on their devices without them even knowing? What can they do to check? Right. So because of the nature of stalkerware, there is uh, or there are uh, Mm. technical and let me say non-technical ways of uh, checking if at least there is a chance of having such an app on the uh, uh, mobile device. Mm -hmm. On the technical part, remembering that the applications are extremely stealthy, it will be very rare uh, to find the app uh, um, installed on the device with a very clear name or known name that this is a stalkerware or a, a spyware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most probably it will use different names, uh, mostly names that are uh, maybe familiar to the user, so it doesn't draw any suspicious. Um, 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 but the, the best way place actually to, to look for such application is to go into the settings of the uh, uh, um, um, uh, mobile device yeah. and then look at the list of installed apps. Mm. In there, if the user spot anything that is um, suspicious, uh, looks suspicious, unknown to them, uh, at least they need to look that up. Mm. Uh, mm. Also, it would be a good idea to to look for the um, in the permission list. What yeah. application has a lot of permissions to lose a lot of things on the mobile device? And we've seen iOS actually come up with in their new iOS 14. It gives you more options to actually control the permissions mm. yes. section. Correct, correct. But if you find an app that has access, say, to, I don't know, the camera, microphone, almost everything on on, on the mobile device, that's to say the least is suspicious Mm. and needs to be examined with more uh, details. 100%. Now, yeah, on on the uh, probably the non-technical ways of uh, verifying uh, if the uh, mobile has uh, uh, any uh, software, I mean, any abnormal behavior on the mobile could indicate that there is something wrong uh, mm. happening on the mobile. It mm. could be a uh, sudden uh, restart, freezes, uh, mm. battery being drained uh, quickly, yeah. uh, large amount of data uploaded from the uh, uh, mobile device. Mm. And of course, knowing or 
keeping in mind that these talk away usually use in certain uh, cases uh, again in in, in uh, uh, domestic uh, violence cases uh, women abuse and mm-hmm. so on um, people will get to know if they are potentially mm-hmm. in such a case and then they um, can uh, try to, to to find out if their devices are uh, infected with this uh, application well, we've definitely gotten yes. all the ins and outs of Stalkerware device, Stalkerware software apps today. Thank you so much, Imad Hafad, for joining us. And I hope everyone got a thing or two on maybe we should get a little bit into uh, interrogation yes. style with our phones instead of just trusting every app to have permission to everything. Thank you so much, Imad, for coming on once again. But now we do have to pave the way for the halftime show. The only place to be at three with Omar Adouri. They're coming on in about three minutes. But it's time for the Future Talk team to jump in the spaceship and go all the way to space. <laughs> but we're going to be here same time, same place tomorrow, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.